What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. Divisional round football. I got some playoff ball. Four great games this weekend. We got a great show going through it all. DFS breakdown with my guys, Scott Barrett, John Proctor, here to walk through this four-game slate. Whether you're four-game slating it, two-game slating it, or showdowning, uh, we're just going to be walking through all the games, talking through all the best plays, worst plays, and uh, just going through it like we always do. Fun slate. Uh, four-game slate. Good games. Really good games. Scott, how's it going, man? How are you feeling about this week? Uh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. Wasn't supposed okay. to be on the show this week. Been so sick you're just here like, so you won't get fined like Marshall yeah. March. I've been sick for like four weeks and wanted to take the playoffs off. But uh, yeah, your power went out last week and uh, Jake's under the wet weather. Prayers up for Jake. Yep. I also told it. Scott I wouldn't do the show if he didn't do it. He also did that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was hoping Jake would be there to take some of the heat off me, but not not my A game these these last few weeks. Apologies, folks at home, but that's why we got Graham and Johnny. Yeah, no, it's all good though. I uh, rounding out a good season, man. Um, fun four game slate. Like I was saying, uh, Jake wrote slate breakdown, uh, but he is he's out, like Scott was saying. So uh, slate breakdown is up on the site. We also have a bunch of uh, other stats and articles up on the site. My stat pack is up. Uh, John will have Hanson's hits up tomorrow. Uh, Brawley's got all his bets in and his game hubs up. So tons of content getting you ready for the divisional round. We got projections in. Let's get to it. Uh, let's get to this four game slate here. Uh, first game is uh, tomorrow afternoon, 430 on Saturday. Baltimore are nine and a half point favorites. Totals 43 and a half. Uh, just a couple injury notes. Noah Brown is on IR for the Texans. So we're going to get like John Mechie and, and Xavier Hutchinson this week. In the Texans rotation on the Ravens side of things, it seemed like Mark Andrews had a chance to play, but he's actually going to seems like wait a week. He's out this week. And Marlon Humphrey, their stud corner is out. Um, Stroud last week was fantastic. Obviously got there with big screenplay to Brevin Jordan. You get a broken play to Nico Collins, but a much, much different spot here, Scott, for Stroud. Um, this is a really, really good slate for quarterbacks and I think Stroud is pretty much at the bottom of the barrel for most people this week. What do you think about Texans and Ravens? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a brutal matchup for Stroud. Um, and that's obviously the concern for him. You could make the case like, you know, this is the team of destiny. This is the offensive rookie of the year. One of the best uh, rookie quarterback seasons ever. And, you know, he could just find a way to get it done. I, I'm also thinking of, along the lines of like how, how Johnny kind of talks about these players on granted main slates where, where there's a lot more quarterbacks at play, but it feels like you can kind of get by just playing, playing Nico and, and not playing shroud and um, do definitely question shrouds upside and, and pretty much agree with the the case that he's, you know, on paper, probably one of the worst quarterback plays. Um, I do love Nico Collins. He's just been, an absolute juggernaut, uh, especially without Tank Dell and now uh, no Noah Brown. I really don't know how much of a difference that makes. But um, uh, last five full games with Shroud under center, uh, 104 yards and a touchdown, 191 yards and a touchdown, 80 yards, 195 yards and a touchdown. And then basically in just like a half of work, 96 yards and a touchdown. Uh, just an absolute monster. Entire offense is flowing through him. Marlon Humphrey is out. Um, second best wide receiver play of the slate. Maybe the best. Yeah. And I think um, 
it's like if Humphrey played, it w- would have been one of those things where you could say the Ravens could have just kind of like shut down Nico. Um, but I don't know if they can now. Um, that said, I mean, I was trying to look up to like the Stroud weather splits and I couldn't really find them uh, for college because it's going to be like 15, 16 degrees in Baltimore. Uh, Stroud plays in a dome uh, in Houston. Um, and, you know, it's also been windy. So I don't, you know, I don't know how he's going to be in the cold and they just keep losing these guys. And it's like, how long can yeah. the Texans offense just keep doing this um, without any pieces? And I think Baltimore was what, like the third, fourth, fifth best team against the tight end too. Um, so I don't know. I think, I think Nico's probably the only guy I would, I would look to. Yeah, tight end stats are always kind of wonky. Tight end stats allowed, I should say, but like Ravens are definitely one of the teams where I think it's sticky because they're so good. Their their linebackers and safeties are so good. I'm with you. Um, this does feel like a spot to kind of get off Texans. It's pretty obvious though, but Nico is just the nuts again, Scott. For for all the reasons you outlined, five games without Tank Dell this season, Nico has seen forty percent of the first reads, forty percent, and nearly fifty percent of the air yards. Just absolutely insane target volume and you know texans texans could definitely get stomped here by a couple scores ravens have been rolling good teams all year houston's a good team but johnny to your point i'm, I'm more with you that's where my head's been at kind of all week and as we've gone on here um yeah because i think like raven side though that's that's the tricky part so we got andrews out isaiah likely i think is probably the best tight end play on the slate um but you know or what do you, I guess we're kind of down on Texans. What do you think of Lamar in this spot? Because I think Lamar versus Allen at the top is probably the toughest call at quarterback this week. Um, yeah, I also think like everyone's going to look at last week's game, and I think it's more that like Cleveland just didn't show up than you know <clears throat> anything else. So, the but as for likely, I think. I think he'll end up the most popular tight end. I mean, a lot of the industry projections around the um, haven't even updated yet. So like as for ownership, you know, people are still projecting him like 10% or whatever. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. My guess is he probably ends up the highest owned just because he's 4,700. Schultz could, you know, be similar, you know, maybe similar ownership, but I, I doubt it. My guess is, is likely ends up ends up the chalk. Um, no one's going to play Lamar on DraftKings, but I think they will play him um, on FanDuel, where FanDuel continues to just um, make him like a little cheaper than the other running quarterbacks. Scott, thoughts? Thoughts on who, Lamar? Uh, Lamar, unlikely. Yeah, um, I really like likely... Uh, wanted Graham, that yeah. the over on him. Someone said that in chat. I think uh, John Hanson was talking about that on the show a couple of days ago. Uh, over his last four full games, team high 62.8 yards per game, 16 fantasy points per game. Remember, Kelsey led the position with 14.7 this year. Um, you know, volume hasn't been as good, and the touchdowns seem a little fluky. Um, but the on paper matchups really good. Um, basically to me, he's just been like, you couldn't ask for anything more. You're basically getting a fully healthy Mark Andrews in terms of production. Uh, and he's coming at a fraction of the price. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I really like likely. Um, I also like Dalton Schultz, however, um, he's been shredding too high coverage, which we'll see at, uh, a top 10 rate this week. Um, I also wonder if there's some leverage there, sort of like how, um, Ferguson kind of smashed CD lamb owners last week. Um, probably not, but just something to think about. Um, but yeah, likely for sure. I think, uh, I Kittle, it's probably the best pure value, but then it's likely. And then Schultz, maybe three, uh, just for me. Um, and then Lamar, um, yeah, I mean, this is the MVP, right? Um, the, the production was sort of underwhelming and, and we knew the catalyst behind that, which was, you know, Harbaugh talking about wanting to get, uh, the running backs more work inside the red zone, really limiting his touchdown upside. Also not so many dropbacks per game, but maybe, uh, Houston pushes them. Um, maybe they don't go. I mean, he has the ceiling. We saw what happened, uh, week 17, um, the sleep breaking upside there. Uh, but it is a real concern whether or not Houston can keep up the, have the lowest implied point total of the slate, only 17 points, uh, really low. So, um, bottom line for me, I think, I think Lamar's good. Um, you know, if I'm making three lineups, I don't know that that he'll be one of those three, but, uh, at, at the very least on the bubble, um, we still have to talk about Singletary and, uh, Flowers and, uh, OBJ and Mechie and stuff like that. But any thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, I was going to bring up Flowers. So Flowers, um, like if you look at his red zone and end zone splits with and without Andrews, it's like he got like no end zone targets when Andrews played. Um, and he got them uh, when Andrews was out. So I think that's something to consider a little bit. Um, but as his uh, like target volume is just so up and down week to week. It's like you can get 10 or you can get like three, um, which is always what's just what's tough with him. And to your point, Scott, with Lamar, like I think we'll get something in between like that Miami game and the other games the rest of the season. Um, the Miami game was definitely just like the push for MVP game. Right. Um, but I do think like we'll see him running more in in the red zone uh, in the playoffs. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Quarterbacks um, always run more in the postseason. That's huge for him. Yeah. But like, at the one yard line, they still like to use guys. Right. So, you know, we're not going to see them throwing like three yard passes to the fullback, like just to like dick around, you know, like they did against Miami, but um, definitely we'll see, I think more, more rushing from, from him, from Allen and, and, you know, Mahomes um, probably yeah. even a little bit more from Purdy. Yeah. Allen's been running more. Um, you know, he could just go God mode in this game, but I think I like Lamar a little more than you guys. Um, Flowers is interesting just because his production has been so much better without Andrews to him. I mean, by fantasy points per game, he's like the wide receiver 14 when Andrews is out and he's like outside the top 50 when Andrews plays. So Flowers is definitely on, on in play for me more than the normal. And, you know, he's a little overpriced, but I just really like Isaiah Likely. We are, uh, we hit Isaiah Likely over 34 and a half yards on FanDuel. That's already been bet up. But uh, he's he's a really really strong play. You got to keep in mind he's basically a slot receiver, and the Texans gave up the third most yards per game to slot receivers this season. Um, so I'm uh, just throwing more fuel on the fire to likely. Um, 
Scott, you brought up Devin Singletary. He's tricky, man, because like you know, we know the role is going to be awesome, but we also know he's probably not going to get a ton of dump offs. Stroud just doesn't dump off a ton. He's going to be out there a ton. He's fifty seven hundred. He's a he's a really strong technical value, but yeah. I, I just really question the ceiling. Yeah, I, I mean, even even the floor, he's he scored over thirteen point five yeah. DK fantasy points just twice over his last eight games. Um, but I mean, like typically, this is what we're all over is. I mean, it's not that cheap, but like cheaper running back locked into an 80 plus percent snap share. Um, I think Jake wrote him up as the second best running back value on the slate. I, I don't know if that's where I'd have it, but um, yeah, that probably wouldn't be where I have it. But um, for median, maybe. For cash. Yeah, that's how he wrote it up. Um, back to flowers, though. So mm-hmm. I was like the world's biggest flowers hater. Um, and like that never really burnt me. Uh, he didn't have a single game uh, with at least 80 receiving yards up until um, his second to last game. He saw a season high in volume, 13 targets, scored over 22 fantasy points. And then the next week, season high, 106 yards and a touchdown on only three targets. Uh, but he cleared 22 DraftKings fantasy points in both games, five touchdowns over his last five games. Uh, 10 more targets than any other Ravens receiver over that span. Um, I, I sort of waffle on the matchup like that Amari Cooper blow up game. Uh, Houston lost multiple DBs to injury during the game. And if you take that out, they were, they've been pretty good against wide receiver ones. They shut down Cooper last week, Michael Pittman before that Deandre Hopkins before that. Um, so th- that's something I, I struggle with to me. Like, I've just been a hater all year and he just feels like a little overpriced and um, a mad play, but you know, I could see him hitting um, still. He would be pretty, pretty low in my uh, desire to, to get him on a lineup. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the other thing is Beckham's overpriced too. Um, you know, he's going to, I've seen the narrative that, you know, they've been saving Beckham for the playoffs and Johnny, I want to get your thoughts on this. Cause like, he's just been a part-time guy all season. I mean, Bateman and Aguilar have played ahead of him. In fact, the last like four or five games, yeah, you think I've they've never... been saving Beckham or I think he's just, do you think he's still just like in this part-time role? I think, I mean, it's like, is he the wide receiver too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, what is the wide receiver too in, in Baltimore? Um, <clears throat> you know, Aguilar likely is really the number two. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any type of saving him. I mean, I think, you know, I think they've limited his workload all year, so maybe he plays, you know, 10% more or something like that, but yeah, will he play more snaps? Probably. Um, will it really matter for, you know, what he's been and and what his role has been? Probably not. Um, yeah. I'm definitely aligned with you. I, I don't get the the narrative that they're going to give Beckham like an 85, 90% route chair like they do with Flowers. Um, maybe 70%. No. That would be right. that'd be pretty big for Beckham, but yeah. I mean, it would yeah. be easy to do. You just you just stop playing Bateman and Aguilar who stink. Uh, OBJ, since week nine, ranks 15th among you know all wide receivers. You know what's hilarious about Bateman, though? Fantasy points per route run. Bateman yeah. ranks in, like, the top 10 in the NFL in, like, yards, uh, like, separation. <laughs> he just can't do anything else. Yeah, I wonder if some of that is just the routes they ask him to run, yeah. to. Yeah, he's just – he's their clear-out guy for, for a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of guys might just, like, abandon him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, eh, he's not getting the ball anyway. Yeah. It's fine. Um, any interest in these backs? Just real quick, Hill and, and Gus. 
Yeah, we did have a question in chat on on Justice yeah. Hill. Um, man, it's like I want to play Hill in the playoffs. Um, yeah, but my concern is too. Dalvin. Mm. I feel like Hill is who Dalvin probably eats into the most. Um, I don't know. I mean, Dalvin's gonna play. It's a matter of like how much. Like, is he gonna play ten snaps or is he gonna play fifteen to twenty and be super annoying? Yeah, or is he just the Melvin Gordon if they dust him? You know, he gets like eight carries then, you know. I think he's more than Melvin. Because okay. I think, then I think takes, they would just kept all Mel- these guys out of play then, honestly. I think they would have kept Melvin. Like, if Dalvin was just yeah. a one-to-one, they would have just kept Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, I have the same thought. Justice Hill is like the only kind of thought just as a one-off, yeah. but whatever. I think um, Gus Gus is like your play mm-hmm. Gus in the Ravens defense and like fade the rest of the game, I think is yeah. the only way you would play him. But for 5,900, he's like, he's way too expensive. Yeah. And even at, on FanDuel where you'd prefer to play him 6,900 for the slate is, is a bit much. Devin Singletary 6,400 on FanDuel and he's going to be massive, massive chalk for the four and two game slate. Um, I think they'll cover it. You guys want to move on Packers Niners here. Uh, Jordan Love just absolutely dusts Dallas here uh, last week. Absolutely great game. Uh, Niners nine and a half point favorites. 50 and a half is the total. AJ Dillon did get back to a limited practice today. Uh, gives him a chance to play tomorrow. We'll see. Jari Alexander has been dealing with this ankle injury for uh, two, three weeks now. He's questionable. Niners are pretty clean coming to this spot. Uh, obviously get a week off. Niners are rolling into the spot here. Big nine and a half point favorites. Um, obviously, DraftKings has you know got to adjust pricing. There's only four games, yada yada yada. But like uh, Johnny Brock Purdy, sixty five hundred makes really no sense. Um, Purdy's probably going to be the highest on quarterback on the slate, and everybody's going to want to play some Niners. So, what do you think about San Francisco here in this spot? Yeah, um, I was like messing around with just like spitting out you know the top 20 lineups with like aggregate projections and i spit out 20 and i think the first like 12 had purdy in them <laughs> um bet. so yeah he's gonna be massive chalk um yeah i just spit it out again 80 percent purdy for the 20 I, optimals across the he, industry he just he just projects so well and he's 1500 cheaper than the top so you know yeah um i do I do think what will be overowned for him though is so like let's see. Of these teams I spit out, eleven of them have Brock and McCaffrey. Um and I do think like, you know, everyone says, you know, you can play Purdy and McCaffrey. He does throw, you know, passing touchdowns to McCaffrey, but for McCaffrey really to hit the ceiling, I think he kills um he kills Purdy. So that's one thing I probably would avoid, but I mean Purdy is the best value, obviously. Green Bay's defense, you know. You know, they did have the pick six against Dak and or whatever, but you know Dallas did put points on them because you can put points on Green Bay, so it'll be hard to get away from him. Um, But I do think probably what's most popular is people are going to play Purdy, McCaffrey, and as Scott said, Kittle. I think Kittle will be pretty popular with Purdy, Um, and then that's kind of where people will draw the line. Yeah, I think Kittle is just a really strong play in general at his price. yeah, and then you mix in the fact it's a really, really good spot for him, too. Jake Ferguson just lost his mind in this spot. Uh, good coverage matchup, too, for Kittle. Um, Ayuk, though, man. I, Scott, I'll get your take on Debo versus Ayuk. Ayuk is, what, 800 cheaper than Debo. Uh, averages just slightly more DraftKings fantasy points per game. 
a nice little price discount for Ayuk. It is a, a decent matchup for Debo. Packers do play quite a bit of zone, uh, but Ayuk can get off on anybody here. Um, what do you think about Ayuk versus Debo? I know you're on Kittle. Yeah, just to be totally transparent is like i don't think anyone knows like th- this has been yeah. a nightmare trying to pick between these two guys all year um and yeah the the, the zone matchup does favor debo I, I also think debo is just fully back like um yeah. you know we were told he showed up to camp fat and out of weight last year but the year before that had one of the best seasons ever insane hyper efficiency and um yeah it looks like he's back and and so um yeah, it's crazy at like week six, I was saying, you know, like I'll just play IU cause I think he's better. Uh, but now I've kind of reversed course and I kind of think Debo's better and, and possesses more upside, definitely more productive in the second half. Um, so that would be my personal lean, but, but realistically, like just no, no one knows. Yeah, that's fair. Debo definitely has the contrarian argument. I think everybody is going to play. I'm on raw at 82. Uh, Debo probably will get clicked significantly significantly less here um yeah i think probably my favorite thing to do if i'm playing party yeah. in tournaments is you play him play debo debo and you don't yeah. play mccaffrey um you know you can play him with kittle or, or also Ayuk and gets you like immediately different than everybody else yeah yeah debo and kittle would be my my preference but obviously like scott said man i mean Ayuk Ayuk gets the 100 yard bonus like every other week at this point <clears throat> um Packers side man it's it's tricky like Jordan Love was awesome uh fantastic and you know Packers have their quarterback of the future that being said I mean Romeo Dubs lost his mind last week but he's now 5600 uh, they went with a full-blown rotation after that like Jane Reed and Dontavian Wick split time obviously we're going to expect Christian Watson to play more this week but Proctor I gotta ask man I mean this this Packers it's it's tough to stack I mean obviously Aaron Rodgers is a Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones is a really good play again this week. Um, AJ Dillon has a chance to play, but Packers receivers real quick, man. I mean, it's, it's tricky. Uh, what's your lean on dubs, Reed wicks, all these dudes. Yeah. Dubs guy. I just, I'll never play him. I don't care what he does the week before. Uh, (laughs) just don't think he's very good. Um, but, uh, I think Jaden Reed is probably my, my favorite. And the problem is, I think is everybody sort of figured this out too. It's like, he plays in the slot now with everybody healthy. So like when everybody was dead, um, Reed just like was a full-time player everywhere. Cause they had yep. to use him. Um, yeah. but then with everybody back, he's their full-time slot receiver. And since they, you know, just like blew the brakes off of, um, Dallas, they didn't have to play three wide receivers. So he just didn't play as much. Um, if they are trailing, uh, he will play way, way more. So in T and, you know, stacks of this game, um, where you're playing love or you're playing Purdy where you expect this to shoot out. I think Reed is where I would want to go, but it looks like he projects to be like by far the highest owned um, of that group. I do think Watson will play more, but I think it's annoyingly going to be like a three wide receiver rotation for the, the two outside wide receivers. So, you know, I do, you know, if somebody catches the 60 yard touchdown, it's, it's probably Watson. Um, but that's probably like the, the best idea that I have. Yeah, Watson will play more, but I'm with you. Wicks and and Bo Milton, honestly, are playing really well in their own right. To like, you know, I don't think they're going to get benched. You know, yeah. And Lafleur loves loves these rotations as it is. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Reed Reed is in play, but even at 5200, there's just better plays, uh, way cheaper. It, it feels 
it feels, you know, kind of, kind of off. Um, I don't know. Scott, what do you think, man? Yeah. I, I, the first lineup I made was a Jordan love Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed stack. I just don't think anyone's going to play it. And, uh, I like it. Uh, we should have spent, started off with the quarterbacks. I think, uh, not just Purdy, who's like an obvious value, but it's going to be so highly owned. I don't think it really makes a ton of sense to play him on this slate. Um, Jordan love. So, uh, uh, Jake wrote up love as the worst quarterback play of the slate. Um, and I think he's going to be owned as such, but, um, yeah, I was talking to Brett about this, Brett Whitefield, who, um, thinks the Packers win and he thinks love goes nuclear because, uh, the 49ers have this amazing pass rush. And then one of the worst secondaries in all of football and green Bay might have the best offensive line in football. And so anytime San Francisco has played, a team with a good offensive line, they've just been annihilated through the air. And you look at what Jordan Love has done. He's been easily one of the most impressive quarterbacks over the last, I don't know, six or eight weeks or so. And you can like quibble with maybe the upside a little bit just in terms of raw production. But like, really, I just think there's like room for more. Um, You know, like he's just played at such a high, hyper-efficient level. Like I think he's leaving... um, some points on the board, you know, partly due to game script. Um, and we know quarterbacks are positively correlated. So, so I, if you're going to like Purdy, you, you should like love. And I, I, I do like, I love Isaiah likely. And I like Jordan love this week. Um, hey. uh, well, and he's just like super cheap to stack. And you know, there's upside there where it gets uh, annoying is it's like hard to pick who to stack which makes it tricky, but like for an MME player, like Johnny, I, I would make a ton of different love <clears throat> dub stacks um, because I, I think they can all get there. And I know Johnny thinks Dobbs stinks and he probably does, but LaFleur is like, yeah, he'll maybe play. The, <clears throat> huh? I'm saying he'll like, he'll play a ton. I just don't yeah. think he's good. Yeah. That's, that's fine that you don't think he's good. I'm saying it doesn't really matter. I don't know that any of these guys are really that good. I think Matt LaFleur is the most underrated offensive play caller in the NFL. I think he's top five. He's doing an amazing job of getting these guys open uh, and in the right spots uh, where love can hit him and taking advantage of mismatches. And so, you know, we saw Dobbs upside last week. We we've seen Watson's upside at times. I, I do really worry about that injury. Uh, I, I think I'd feel even a little bit more comfortable with, with Reed who like, you know, like, you know, three targets, no catches last week, but I mean, he was just as hurt as he was the week before turned four targets into 112 yards was on an unreal heater before that. It, I, again, honestly, I think it was just cause they like had both tight ends and they were just running the ball down Dallas's throat. So they just right. didn't play him. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, I mean, I I'm kind of in on Tucker craft as as opposed to playing, you know, I don't know, Dontavian Wicks or any of these guys. Tucker Crafts just 3,100. Uh, ran 12 routes to Luke Musgrave's five last week. So, you know, ex- obviously expecting Packers to have to drop back 35, 36, 37 times here. So, you know, Craft and Love Stacks uh, makes a ton of sense. And I'm not I'm not sure a ton of people are going to play. I think more people are going to want to play KDOT and kind of chase that. But Craft is cheaper than Luke, uh, Luke Musgrave. Um, so I, I like him quite a bit if you're stacking him with love or Jaden Reed, um, kind of aligning with Johnny and Scott on that one. Um, anything else we missed from this game? Aaron Jones, what are we doing? Yeah. He's a really great play again. <laughs> I mean, I think it really does. I think if AJ Dillon does play, it 
it kind of does kill Jones's projection a little bit, at least in terms of ceiling, just because we know Dylan's going to get goal line stuff. But he, you know, he was limited today. Packers are obviously super conservative. I don't think he plays, but um, did one. And I thought that. that too. But like Watson played and was like, yeah, le- legitimately limited for a playoff game. I don't know, and that's why I'm like thrown off because like Watson played, so I'm like, okay, Packers letting him play, he's going to be fine. And then he played like eight snaps or whatever. Um, yeah, he ran six routes. Watson ran six routes. So, I mean, if Dylan plays, he'll yeah. probably be very limited, but it could be, you know, he gets the one goal line carry and that kind of screws Jones. But yeah, it, it definitely is a little bit of downside risk, but not not enough to move me off of Jones entirely, I don't think. I mean, it's he's a really, really good play again. Yeah. Yeah. And Scott, if you think Packers win, I mean, the um, not to say you think, but if someone thinks the Packers win, uh, Packers D and Aaron Jones is like a fantastic tournament play. Um, if you think they win the game. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of see it as a shootout this game, but, uh, definitely could Same. be that. I think AJ Dillon increases the bust risk, but like the upside is still there. It would be stupid to give AJ Dillon any touches like even <laughs> inside the red zone, but it's just yeah. like, that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing LaFleur has done poorly this year is using continuing to use AJ Dillon. I mean, they should just honestly use Patrick Taylor or one of these other dudes. Um also, I mean, it's just whatever. Devil's advocate Aaron Jones was hurt for most of the year. Um Yeah, and I'm sure some people will ask, like, can we play like Elijah Mitchell and 49ers D? Absolutely not. Ooh. Um, they will ride McCaffrey until he dies uh in the playoffs. Yeah. This is we're you're gonna get ninety-nine percent snap share McCaffrey. Uh, that's yeah. for sure. The only time he's coming off the field is if his shoe falls off or something. Uh, all right. Bucks lions. This is my favorite game of the week here. Bucks uh, lines in Detroit. Detroit is getting six. They were at six and a half, got hammered back down to six here. 49 and a half is the total. Uh, Chris Godwin pops up. He had a knee injury on Wednesday, but he's off the injury report. Now Chase Edmonds has a toe injury and that is actually kind of significant. He's getting a couple drives uh, in place of Rashad white. Um, so keep an eye on Edmonds this weekend and on the Lions side, Khalif Raymond is out again. He has a knee injury. Uh, it's just going to you know, further condense the routes between Reynolds and Jamison Williams here. So fun game. I will, I will say on yeah. white, he got hurt in the last game i forget exactly what it was um but he yeah, left i think he rolled his bit. ankle i remember i remember seeing him on the sidelines working something yeah out. and like no one really reported it but he was yeah. out of the game uh for a little bit so i think that um was part of why we saw Edmonds play a lot more it was a weird thing yeah that's fair enough it's i, I looked back through this and just watching their games Edmonds just gets like a random drive at you know, like the second quarter to give white a breather, but it's enough to like take white from being like 85% to like 65. So it is notable. Uh, awesome game though. Uh, obviously, you know, Mayfield and uh, Goff, you know, Purdy's a really strong play, but I mean, you can make a case for Mayfield and Goff in, in both really strong spots here. Uh, Scott, I'll kick it to you first, man, for your thoughts on this game, but you know, Goff and Mayfield, both cheap, both cheaper than Purdy. Um, and obviously super easy to stack. Um, in a you know most likely shootout environment here uh, in this uh, forty nine and a half total. What do you think about this game? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I mean, looking at ownership, Purdy is going to be so much more highly owned than Jared Goff. But I'd have them a lot closer. Uh, we know Jared Goff smashes at home. This is a great matchup 
Tampa Bay top pass funnel defense, which is important for Detroit. You know, so many uh, running back vultures uh, or rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah, he's cheaper than than Purdy. He's sixteen hundred cheaper than Lamar. Um, I think he's an awesome play and uh, stacked with Amon Ross St. Brown uh, makes a ton of sense. Uh, Graham, you you said you thought St. Brown is the best wide receiver play of the slate. I, I agree with that. Yeah, he's just, I mean, absolutely going nuclear right now. 8,200 is too, too cheap for him. Uh, and if the Bucks keep this game close, I mean, he's just going to walk to the 100-yard bonus in this spot. Um, you know, the concern for Goff is that the Bucks have become so blitz-heavy. You know, we were all over this last week with with Hurts. Like, and the Eagles just didn't do anything. They just kept putting him in empty. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Goff has massive splits when blitzed this season. You know, when he's not blitzed, only Brock Purdy has a higher pass rating uh, than Goff. But when he's blitzed, I mean, Goff, you know, drops to like, you know, bottom five quarterback in the NFL. So if the Lions, you know, can keep him upright, um, easier said than done. Bucks are getting home pretty decent rate, 55% of the time on their blitzes. So kind of interesting yin, uh, yin and yang here. But I'm on Ross St. Brown is like just, I mean, he's going to get 35% of the targets with uh, in this spot here. Um, Johnny, I'll throw it to you for your thoughts on Reynolds versus Jamison Williams. Um, they're both, they both project well, they're both cheap and Goff projects amazing, obviously. Yeah, I would, I mean, I would lean Reynolds a little bit. I do prefer, yeah. I prefer Shakir to both of them, which yep. surprisingly around the industry, they, I think he's coming in third in values. You're going to see a lot of lineups with Reynolds and Jamison, which I think is probably bad. Um, I do think they're, but I do, I do lean Reynolds though, because I think he has a chance to get like more target volume with Khalif out. Um, but Jamison is like, you know, if you're playing a lineup that you are hoping to get, you know, 101 out of, I think you're more likely to get a big play from Jamison Williams. Like if you're playing golf, uh, or you're playing Baker and you want this game to just speed up, um, to your Bucks point, though, um, someone had asked in, in chat my favorite uh, for tournaments, like running back defense pairing, and it's Bucks and and White because I think you know if you get bad golf and you get a golf meltdown, um, and it's like real, real bad, and we've seen you know real, real bad golf games in the past, then you'll probably need the Bucks if if we get one of those. So uh, twenty five hundred with how they blitz and how golf, you know, his history, I think they're they're pretty good. Um, that said. Um, I do think, you know, with the lions, uh, offensive line, healthy, um, you know, I don't think that's the most likely outcome, obviously. Um, so I would lean Reynolds, uh, Jameson for upside. And I do think, um, I think the is a little interesting. I think he'll play yeah. a lot more this week too. Um, price makes him hard to play. So in tournaments, he'll be sort of like non-owned. Yeah. No, I love Goff with St. Brown, obviously, plus Laporta for that reason. Um, last week, I mean, kind of normal-ish usage, 73% route share, but only three targets for Laporta. I'm with you. I think we'll get you know full-time usage, and the Bucks are just getting absolutely cleaned out by tight ends. I mean, just absolutely hammered. Uh, given up 41 catches, 420 yards, five touchdowns over the last six games to tight ends. Uh, it's a really, really good spot. I don't think Laporta is fully healthy. I think that's kind of priced in. Um, but yeah, he, he's a really strong play in golf stacks. Uh, I'm with you on Reynolds over Jamison Williams. I, I think it is a little close, but last week 
it was interesting. Reynolds got 35% of the first reads uh, on the lines tied with Amon Ra for the uh, uh, team high. I don't think he's very good, but I mean, this is an awesome spot. And if we think Bucks keep this close, um, yeah, Reynolds, Reynolds is in a, in a really good spot here. Uh, Scott, I'll toss to you for your thoughts on this game and your thoughts on Bucks and Mike Evans, Chris Goblin, um, all the things here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Baker's strong. He's he's yeah. not too far off. Purdy and Goff. It's a really good matchup. Uh, looked healthy last week. Um, really amazing matchup. He's he's been on. It's fire. the best matchup on the board, I think. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, Lions have just gotten shredded through the air. Nearly three hundred yards per game. Um. Yeah, man, Baker's a really strong play. I, I, you know, Goff at home is always really good, but I kind of think I might prefer Baker straight up over Goff in, in this spot. Um, obviously, yeah, I think Evans is like the best tournament play on the slate. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. Um, Godwin projects well at sixty three hundred, but I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I, I think people are going to get off of Evans with Nico there at seventy one. Well, you're pulling like so, like projections are pulling. You know, the last four games, the last four games have been. You know, the Jacksonville game, he was great, but the four, you know, the other three games have been horrible. Um, but like Evans dropped a touchdown. Um, and then he, uh, Baker had him wide open for another touchdown. It got tipped at the line and picked off. Um, so like if both of those were touchdowns, everyone would be wanting to play Mike Evans instead. No one wants to play him. Uh, Lions just get torched on the outside. Um, I mean, this is just, it's like the it's perfect spot, spot to play him. Yeah. yeah. It's a home run spot for Evans, man. Um, I like Godwin too. I'm with you. I think he's probably going to come in way higher on just because he's 900 cheaper. He's seen more targets in his last five games. Godwin's a good play too, but I'm, I'm with you on Evans. Yeah, I don't think anyone will play Godwin much either. I, th- I don't think okay. anyone's really going to play all that much. I think they'll both be around like 15%, something yeah. like that. Give me Baker doubles then. I mean, that's, yeah. that's sick then. I think people will find the extra 500 to get up to Rice from, from Godwin. Uh, and I think that's fair. Maybe flowers too. Um, just the guys in that range. People just don't play Godwin. Yeah, that's fair. I can understand getting up to Rice um, for sure. Rice is, I think, my favorite play on the slate uh, once again. But yeah, fun game. Um, any interest in chasing K Dot and Johnny? I know we all we said for three years he sucks. He had eleven targets suck. last week. Dropped three of them, but still got there because the Eagles are so bad in the interior. Yeah. Um, people are going to chase it, I think. Yeah, I think he'll have some. I mean, you know, it's a four-game slate. He's thirty-five hundred. Uh, it's a good price um, yeah. for That's a guy a, who a will. Price. He will play. You know, he'll. You know, he plays eighty percent of the snaps or whatever it is. He runs all the routes. Um, he's not good at all. Um, you know, I mean, he, like he's like fine, but he's not like an elite tight end. So, you know, you're going to get 10 yards of catch from him and whether he gets two catches or he gets six catches, um, you know, more likely to get two. Yeah. Um, I'll just say like, you know, Purdy is going to be the highest owned quarterback on the slate, but talking through this more and, you know, going through it, with you guys i mean I, honestly you can make a case to get away from them just because i think mayfield and goff are such strong plays and this this game 50 you know 49 and a half is the total i mean obviously this game has path to get there to 65 uh, especially yeah. if, if bucks show up and and there was a quote from bowls about like um they he said something like they threw the ball last week because they knew they were the underdogs um and then he said something like and we're you know we're underdogs again so 
I wouldn't be shocked. We're going to chuck throwing the yeah. ball again. Yeah. Yeah. And it lines up. It. Yeah. They're going to the chuck lines. it. Um, yeah. I like it. Uh, let's get to the final game here. Divisional round chiefs at bills. Bills getting two and a half. This line popped up to three at a few books yesterday and got hammered back down, uh, juiced heavily towards two and a half bills. 45 and a half is the total. Uh, Chief side real quick, Sky Moore won't return this week off of IR. Uh, they have Justin Ross and Kadarius Tony both questionable. Um, I think one of them maybe sits in this game. We'll have to see. Uh, on the Bills side, Gabe Davis will miss another game, and they are just beat up defensively, man. Christian Benford, Taylor Rapp, Balen Spector are all going to miss this game. Their stud linebacker, uh, Terrell Bernard, is probably going to miss this game. They had to bring back old friend A.J. Klein, who played well last week, but – uh, Bills are in definitely a rough spot defensively. McDermott has done a really good job all season getting these guys to play, uh, but this is this is certainly a rougher spot here. Uh, fun game, obviously. You know, Bills you know, haven't been able to get past the Chiefs in the playoffs yet. This is probably their best chance at home as favorites against a Chiefs team that just obviously hasn't been as explosive this season. Uh, for DFS, Johnny, I'll throw you first, man. Mahomes at 6,800. You know, obviously, he's not gotten there all season, but this is the cheapest he's been all year. I think this is obviously the easiest he's been to stack all year with Rice and Kelsey, you know, being so condensed. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mahomes and this game in general? I probably won't play Mahomes. Um, okay. I can, like, I can see the argument for it. Uh, he does run more. Uh, in the playoffs, you saw it last week. Um, he's done that historically. Um, but I just, like, you know, Kelsey, you know, got a little bit more volume last week. He still did not look like, you know, Kelsey of old. Um, now we got rumors of him and, you know, Taylor Swift are going to get engaged. You know, this guy's just giving up on football, right? I mean, I don't know. It's just... I mean, it's just like not the powerhouse team. It's going to be cold yeah. as shit in Buffalo. There's snow again. Um, if I'm playing a quarterback from this game, it's it's Allen. I'm it's probably Allen, not yeah. going to get up to him either. I mean, I think he'll run a ton, but um, I don't know. I, I I would rather just play the individual pieces. I I like Rice. I might play a little bit of Hardman again, even though he, you know, just you know the Sklansky bucks you get for Hardman. Bro. Um, I've heard that like deep, ball, to deep ball from Mahomes where he didn't put his hands up. Like he was wide ass open. God, Just didn't man. even try. And he's, then uh he's he's not good, man. Yeah, the play where he I don't remember if it was this past weekend or the week before where he got held and just like stopped running. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Dude, his his uh his ball skills are not <laughs> yeah. there, non-existent. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm a little more into Mahomes than you are, but I'm kind of with you. I, I, it sounds like to me, Johnny, you, you're more into like the, you know, Goff and Love and Mayfield stacks along with Purdy as, as opposed to going up to Allen and, and Lamar. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'm just like leaning the the good weather games. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think that's 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 also you know a good point in this game. I think if if we knew it was going to be like cold, but not like you know super freaking cold, this total would probably be forty seven and a half, probably. It's probably Man, every, a every time I go outside the last couple of days, I just freeze my dick off, dude. It's like <laughs> it's like 15, 20 degrees here in Maryland, and like Bro, it's gonna be I, colder than that in Buffalo. Yeah, I tried to take a five minute walk this afternoon. I was like, what am I doing? I'm yeah. I'm going back inside. Uh yeah, man, it's it's brutal. Uh I'm with you on Allen. I think Allen's the best quarterback play on the slate. It is it is close in terms of just projection between him and Lamar. 
Um, but I'm kind of with you, with, you know, with 2K savings nearly between him and all these other cheaper guys, it's it's kind of hard to get to Allen. And this also doesn't feel like a boom game, you know. Um, you know, like you said, Chiefs just haven't been as explosive. They haven't been pushing teams as much. Obviously, they didn't get pushed last week because Miami was so bad. Um, Scott, what do you think about this game? Yeah, so I mean, like, I get what you guys are saying. It's it's not the same old Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the weather is a concern. The over-under is five points less than Ravens or 49ers. Um, but the last time these two teams faced off, the quarterbacks combined for 844 yards, eight touchdowns, ton, ton, tons of rushing production. Uh, I mean, would it really shock us if this was like a throwback, just Allen Mahomes shootout? Uh, I don't think I, it wouldn't surprise me. And I, I could see this game kind of going under, you know, what it should in terms of ownership, given it's like blowout potential. I think it would surprise me, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of more with Johnny. I think it would surprise me too to see like this this turn into like a 65 point game. Um, it just Mahomes feels like just, both offenses are different. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Scott, we've we were told that you know Bills just haven't been able to you know, they're, they're, Joe Brady's not able to scheme an offense, a passing offense like Ken Dorsey was, and I think that's kind of somewhat true. We've seen that with Diggs. Like Diggs is usage has just been like all over the place james cook's receiving usage has just like died in the last month even though he's an amazing receiver uh it's it's weird it's it's a weird game um i i will say i do like mahomes relatively a little bit more um but yeah still uh i i kind of i think the, the 45 and a half total is just just right um Bill's side, man, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. Uh, this week, Shakir is just a really, really strong play. Uh, Johnny, I think you might have brought it up a minute ago, but I'm with you. I think Shakir is not only like way better than Reynolds and Williams, I think he's one of the best plays on the slate. Um, yeah. He's just 3,800. Last week, got a full-time route share, and he's been really, really good. Like When he gets an actual start, um, super productive, um, just 3,800. Chiefs are relatively speaking easier to throw against through the slot as opposed to outside and Shakir's pretty much predominantly uh inside receiver um so 3800 for Shakir is a really really strong tag for him in this game for sure yeah and the, I think the big thing too is like Kansas City shuts down wide receiver ones Dix yeah. is hurt um <clears throat> he like they said he was limited at best today um I mean Shakir just feels like such a smash and Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams are going to be both, I think, are going to be higher owned than than Shakir, which is yeah, just that makes like no sense. Really, really bizarre to me. I maybe ownership projections around the industry are wrong, but that's where everyone is projecting it. So, um, we'll see on that. Um, I prefer Shakir for you know by by a wide margin. You know, I know the Lions have a bigger team total, but these are two guys splitting like a sort of wide receiver two, three role between the two of them uh, where Shakir is like the for sure wide receiver two um, in this matchup. I, yeah, I don't get it. Someone had asked about, you know, who would, who was the three K wide receiver you would, you would play in chat. And it's, it's definitely Shakir. He's the guy who would be my priority by, by yeah. a good bit. Yeah. I think if you're not playing golf and not playing lions and just want to full foot fade Reynolds and Williams over and just play Shakir, I think that that's the play in this spot here. Um, 
got to ask you guys about Pacheco and James Cook. Pacheco, 6,400. You know, it's just such a strong play, man. I mean, bell cow roll. Um, Bills have been really good against the run, but they're missing all their linebackers in the spot. I, I, a part of the reason, Scott, I think this game kind of goes under is I just think the Chiefs might lean on the run here in this spot. Uh, Pacheco and their run game has been one of their few consistent points. Um, 6,400, Johnny, for Pacheco is, is really, really strong. What do you think about him and what do you think about James Cook? Yeah, man, I just like I want Cook to be <laughs> what he was um, for that like three or four game stretch. Um, yeah, I know. Just like not throwing to him. I don't know if maybe that was just a product of um, you know the way the Steelers game was. I mean, he you know he got 18 carries, which is you know nice to see they ramped him back up. He did get four targets, so I do think he's you know for sure like the lead back. Um, Nice to see that uh, Fournette was inactive, which which makes you not worry about you know him losing goal line touches too. Um, but rolls weird. I, I mean, I like Cook a lot. I definitely prefer Pacheco by by a good bit. I think you know now that we're down to the playoffs, it's just going to be with everyone else dead. It's just going to be Bell Cal Pacheco. Um, yep. Miami never really showed up, so we never really saw them have to throw to Pacheco. But I think if yep. if Miami had showed up, they they would have thrown to him. Um, yep. So he'd be my second favorite back behind McCaffrey by by a good bit. Yeah, I think he's my second favorite by far too. Seventy seven percent of the snaps, eighty four percent of the backfield XFP, and four starts without McKinnon. Just such a sick role. And yeah, like you said, Dolphins just couldn't do anything offensively, so we didn't see any pass game work. I looked at this for James Cook. So yeah, like you know, he's not seen as many targets, but his route share has really come up. It's nearly fifty percent over the last four weeks, which is important because it was like you know thirty three percent in his four or five previous games. He was you know truly a part time guy. Um, so a little bit of a bull signal for him, I will say, is he's playing more. You know, the ball will find him more, uh, but we'll see. Um, his ceiling is I, I just that Dallas game and even the KC game it just kind of feels like he got hot for two games and you know Allen is just going to be back scoring the touchdowns obviously that's the uh, the big capper to his ceiling um good stuff guys you guys want to make a lineup real quick let's yeah. do a lineup let's hit it yeah. all right in the uh fantasy points optimizer here um i'm let's, just let's treat it like a single entry team because everyone has asked what is the single entry build all right so shakir lock them in shakir lock them in uh all right with that. yeah and uh by the way if you're listening shakir's prop is like 31 and a half uh we will be on that for sure um all right so shakir's locked in what do you guys want to do with quarterback and for stacks? Um, Scott, I think you said you you don't want to play Purdy in tournaments. I'm okay with going away from him. I mean, he's just going to be so owned. Yeah, definitely yeah. is. In smaller fields, I think probably even more. So yeah, and then like, yeah. what's your edge on the field, right? Yeah, in small fields, there's, probably not much. There's only so few plays you can have, so. Yeah. there's a good chance you know your purdy team is going to be duped multiple times yep unless you go crazy yeah. so yeah, you want to you... go baker love goff instead yeah that's where my head's at um let's go goff i'm, I'm with you guys on goff we'll play goff and amon Ra. and uh I, i'm with you on evans um 
Yep. If we can fit him. Yeah, we should be able to. Shakir's so cheap. Goff's only 63. Um, do we lock in Pacheco too? I'm kind of there. I'm good with that. Yeah. So we're probably not going to be able to get the CMC since we have St. Brown and Andy Evans here. Um, uh, for tight end, Kittle or likely uh, for wide receiver, Nico or St. Brown. We got St. Brown locked in because we got Goff. Um, oh, let's nice. go likely. We'll go likely and uh, see what it gives us here. I guess we might as well play one of the other cheap uh, Lions wide receivers. Do we play yeah. Jameson? I'm good, with, I'm good with him or Reynolds. I just figured we should probably double Goff. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, we'll go. We'll go Jamo for a little upside here. All right, Goff Pacheco gave us White. That's nice with Evans. St. Brown, Shakir likely. Sick team. Lions D too. Oh. Yep. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good with Lions D. Yeah, I'm good with that too. White makes sense too as a bring back. Yeah. Nice. I will throw this into a little cheap tournament. Um, guys, good luck this week. Uh, we'll see you guys at the top of the leaderboards if we don't take down some tournaments. Hope you guys all do. Uh, good luck out there if you're playing four game, playing two games, showdowns, whatever you're doing. Good luck in the DFS streets this weekend. And um, I think this will do it for the season. Scott, are we doing a show next week? Yeah, sign off. Oh, no, it hit. It hit. <laughs> oh, literally the last thing. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, not sure about a show next week. We'll, we'll okay. get back All to right. the, the people. Right, well, this might that. be it. Uh, guys, awesome, awesome season. Thomas, thank you so much for all the work behind the scenes, production-wise. Scott, Johnny, great season, boys. Uh, if we don't see you guys next week, good luck in the DFS streets this week. Divisional round football, four-game slate. Good luck. See you. 